Happy Friday, kiddos. Happy Friday. Sedano, LZ, and Cap. I'm Clinton Yates, by the way. I'm not Sedano. I'm not Cap. I am back from the American heartland. LZ, I was in Nebraska for two whole weeks. You were in Nebraska for two weeks? The College World Series. It happens in a place called Omaha, Nebraska. A very special place in America. So oh, I, I thought you were there. doing a documentary on Gabrielle Union. Ha! Well, funny you should mention that, because that will be making my story. That's an aside. But Ooh. I'm back from Nebraska, back in Los Angeles, ready for... LZ, the summer of fun, okay? The summer of fun. You mean last summer wasn't fun for you, Clinton? Last summer was not as fun as this summer is going to be, no. Huh. no. What, about, what about you, Greg? I mean, because, you know, you're not, it's not like you live a lively life anyway. Weren't last summer just wow. like this summer? Shots fired already. <laughs> Every summer is kind of the same for me. That's LZ, what I thought, so. right? <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, oh, I didn't travel last summer or this no, summer. No, I, tra- I do travel. I do travel one time a year. In the summer, and I'm doing it again this year, and I didn't get to do it last year, so I'm really excited. Where are you going? I'm going to my. We've done this. He's glamping. He's glamping. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm going. I'm going camping. I thought you were counting like a real trip. No, that is a real trip. That's a real trip. Yeah, come on, LZ. Don't be like that. I mean, if you're like what factual. If you're getting away from the city, you're getting out into the mountains so you can sip champagne with your Wi-Fi. That definitely counts as getting away from. He he can't even finish the thought. He can't. He can't. When I say a trip, I thought you were going somewhere. You know where some. You know, some trouble could happen. Some some good trouble. You know. I don't get those. Those don't. Those don't exist in my life. Nope. I wish they did. Because it's fun. I well, if, you, if you get guys. your ass out the woods and where the rest of the people are, maybe mm-hmm. it will happen for you. Mm-hmm. I love speaking, the woods. Speaking of where the rest of the people were, though, yesterday, mm-hmm. your boy landed at LAX. And, like, look, I, like I said, I was gone for two weeks. I had sort of forgotten that California was really back outside and that, like, <laughs> LAX in – see, the thing is this. LAX in before times – was it was hectic, but people knew what you were dealing with. It was Los Angeles. It, you know, before they moved the Uber lot to the other side of the airport so that like people basically just stood outside on that second curb the entire time, it right. was chaotic. There was a reason why they moved that lot. And actually, as annoying as it is, I think it was actually effective. Now, you add being back outside, you add in a holiday weekend, bruh. Last night at LEX was a horror show. I'm talking dog mess on the sidewalks, people wow. all over the place, screaming at each you other. You sure was a dog? I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yo, it is officially a holiday weekend when the airport is out of control. But I'm back. I'm happy about that. I have fun Fourth of July plans, so I'm pumped. You know, I'm really looking forward to being mad at people at the airport. Because <laughs> that means there are people back at the airport. It's true. I haven't had that encounter yet where the person starts yelling at the, you know, the person at the at the counter and demanding that they fix the plane because they need to be somewhere at five o'clock. Right. I miss those moments. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because like the thing about LAX is that it had become a borderline decent experience. You know what I mean? In terms of during the pandemic, because not that many people were there. That's Traffic was a completely different thing. It was like, yeah. oh, this is kind of a nice place. Now LAX like, nope. felt like Burbank and Burbank yeah. felt like JSX. Right. Now it's like, nope, we're back to that. So if you're coming or leaving town, understand that it's going to be hectic like a mug, just like it's Friday like a mug. LZ, mm-hmm. here's the most important thing, though, this summer. Did you see the Sparks Aces game the other day? Did I see what? The Sparks Aces game. Did you see who was there? Uh, I did. I LeBron, did. I Raymond did. James was there. Mm. Perhaps, I don't want to say recruiting Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Dame, 
Dame Lillard. They just but took a picture, man. They took a picture. They just took a picture. I mean, we call that fellowship, but we know how LeBron does in these streets. How much are you taking away from this, Elsie? Do you like this? Do you love this? Or do you love this the most? I, I love this for a variety of reasons. One, I love it because my imagination gets to run wild. What would <laughs> yeah. that ish look like if they ball together? That's true. Like, so that's part of it, right? I'm like thinking like, you know, that's fantasy land, but it's a really good fantasy. Um, and then there's the second part of it that I enjoy even more. The people who lose their minds when they see that photo. Not the imagination dreamers like me. No, 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 no. The people who hate this new era of sports, not just the NBA, because Tom Brady just showed you it can be done in other sports, right. where a player decides, yeah, this is good, and I want to do it somewhere else. I love this era. But those pictures, Clinton, they tick off the old school people who think a superstar should stay there for 50 years, and then, you know, if they got a championship, they're a great player, but if they don't get a championship, then they're forgotten. The thing about that, too, is that, like, even if you're on to lead on the side of like, well, guys should hang around and get it done with one team. Like, you can't blame Dame for what's happened in Portland. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like even somebody that leans that way would look at the Dame Lillard situation and say, you know what? That's actually a guy that deserves a chance somewhere else. He's given everything to Portland. He's the, the face of that team. I understand that CJ McCollum is a good player on some levels, but Dame is the image of what the modern Portland Trailblazers are. And if, let's just, you know, just hypothetically, if he did want to leave, I don't think in Portland you would be able to be mad at him for it, LZ. The guy is the franchise on so many levels. And, you know, I, I would almost be welcome for him just as a human to get somewhere new, be in a new place, and maybe have a shot. The LeBron factor is almost a completely separate one from how I feel about Dame and what his career in the NBA has been. I mean, man, it, listen, I don't even pay attention to those people anymore. Mm. I really don't. And it's not because I'm an arrogant journalist or a liberal, blah, 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 or, you know, black lives. No, I don't care what those people say anymore because I've seen you in action. I've seen you in action. I've seen you tell me how great of a, of a GM uh, Danny Ainge is because he put together the big three. I've seen you do that. I've seen you say what a great GM, uh, you know, Daryl Morey is. Right. I've seen you do that. And I've seen what you say when some of the same players decide on their own to make the same moves. I see what you say about those players. So I don't pay attention to you because I, I recognize that it's not the player movement. It's who's doing the movement that you're upset about. That's true. My thing is, though, Greg, I'm sure you feel the same way. LeBron, AD, and Dame, I mean, that's a, that's a good team. And the Lakers, not that, you know, we're sort of in the hypothetical world here. We've seen it. The Lakers, injury aside, you know, like they could probably use somebody. You know, this is not that, con that, that far-fetched of a concept in terms of what would make sense from a roster standpoint, Greg. Yeah, I mean, like if we're just if we're just picturing what it would look like, because it's probably not going to happen. But it would be it would be incredible. This is a this is one of the best super threes that you could possibly put together with all of them healthy. That is a incredible team that you're going to have. You have something of everything. You can allow Dame to be off the ball and be the like this the shooting guard that he really basically is at this point, and you can allow like LeBron is still going to be this just set everybody up. That's a solid three. Well, we can speculate. We can, really we, can, we can speculate for show, but I love the fact that that picture's out there circulating and got people all up in the tizzy and saying this about LeBron and now saying that about Dame. And it's just like, man, stop. Clyde Drexler, 
gave everything to Portland too. Yeah, that's true. Then he left. And then he got a couple rings. <laughs> I mean, he got one, but he got that ring. He got one. Yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, he and he made the decision where to go, and he got yeah. the ring. He stayed there in Portland waiting for y'all to figure out how to get the team right for like 12, 13 damn years. The other thing is, I love Dame. Like, he's like a fun NBA personality. It would be cool to have him in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got cool commercials. He's got flows, as in he, he raps the hippity hop, y'all. He puts the lyrics together to make the songs. He, he's, he's just a fun dude. I think he's sort of underrated in his personality in that regard because he's not sort of like a rah-rah guy and he's in Portland. Like, if he actually gets to a market where people are going to listen to him talk every single day and he's going to be, like, doing things that people are paying attention to that aren't on the, in the Pacific Northwest, I think he becomes a much bigger star in the league no matter, what, you know, no matter sort of what the success of his team is. I'll be real with you, man. Dane's my favorite player. Really? He's my favorite player. I love Braun. You know, I love stuff, but there's something about Dame's authenticity and not that the other two that I mentioned are disingenuous, but Dame really doesn't do the politics. Right. Those other two will do some politicking. And when I say politicking, I'm not talking about, you know, social justice movement. I'm talking about, you know, saying the right things, saying what you should say, blah, 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 blah. I love the fact that Dame's not... He's not bombastic with it, but he's real with it. And I love the fact that he's always kind of been clear in who he was and didn't necessarily need anyone else to shape this personality that you're talking about, Clinton. Yeah, no, I I hear you. That's cool. I mean, I, I, I think though also about Dean is that like, I think about what his career is right now, Lakers aside, and it's almost feels like no matter what happens like, no matter what happens with him from a ring standpoint, because so many people want to die on Rings Island, and that's the only place that they feel that you can, you know, sort of support anybody, he's going to be underrated. Like, no matter what, from a skill set standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, you know, we all have that moment of him waving, you know, waving the, uh, the opponent away. What was it, the Thunder that he beat? Yeah, waving them away when he hit that shot in Game 7. But, like, <laughs> I don't think that people are going to realize how good this guy was in years because of when he played and who all, the, you know, who all his other competitors were. You know, one of the things I've always talked to George about is that I feel like Dame, not Paul George, is the most disrespected player in the league Mm. because of things what you're talking about. You know, he has to, like, hope that someone gets hurt so he can be a starter in the All-Star game. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not that kind of dude. He doesn't need to wait for somebody to fall out kind of dude. That dude is real with it. And he's not being held in the same light as some of the other players, despite being every bit as good. I mean, we saw this year's All-Star game. That shot he hit to end it? Come yeah. on, man. He's a monster. That's I mean, just that's what he does All-Star, regular season, postseason, preseason, no season. <laughs> Is he playing in the Olympics? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either, because I'm not really paying attention to the Olympics like that. I'm, we got an issue. Speaking oh, of the Olympics. You got an issue? We, get, we, got, we got many issues speaking of the Olympics. But, no, we yeah. have quite a few issues that we're going to get to. But, yeah, I mean, look, LeBron and Dame showing up at a WNBA game is not reason to think that Dame is suddenly going to be on the Lakers roster. It's just a reason to think that they're friends. You know how sometimes you see a picture with two people on the Internet and you're like, hold up. What are they doing together? Mm-hmm. What's happening there? How yep. do they know each other? What's same going? thing happened with me and Neil Patrick Harris was caught together at the same restaurant. We ain't together. Oh, really? 
I was like, oh, I'm tell sorry. me that story. I want to hear that story. No, I, just, yeah. I just totally made that up. I'm sorry. It's just, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's By the way, Dame is on the roster. Oh. See? Gold. That's, oh. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I, wa- I would love to see. Okay, so hold on. Can you read me the roster, Greg? Because I want to know. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I got it right here. So, so Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. Okay, so Kevin Durant is on the team. But outside of that, Dame is arguably the biggest star on that team, right? I mean, I would I, – I, I mean, it depends on how you define star, right? Like, But I do believe that outside of Kevin Durant, Dame is, is the most necessary player on that team. Mm. Okay. So we could see Dame. We could see Dame on the Olympic gold. I'm a big fan of that. Anyway, speaking of Olympics, coming up, we're gonna talk about something that went down with these Olympic games. We actually got a couple things to talk about, and I don't really like it. Okay, we got issues. We got beef. I O C I O C I C U. How about that, LZ? While we're coming up with terrible puns, I'm Glenn Yates. I'm filling in for Sedano. Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. SLK on ESPN LA. Clinton Yates and LZ. Mm-hmm. Your boy's back. Let me back tell you something. LA. Say it again. Let me tell you something, bro. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to a cookout or a barbecue or a queue and I hear this song, I'm good. Really? I know I'm in the right spot. Okay. So this is your, shall I say, your canary in the uh, in the mine, if you will. Yes, like you know, yes. things are going well when you hear summertime. Things are going to be okay if I hear this song at the cookout because I okay. know the food has been seasoned ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real, man. That's important. I've been to some cookouts where this song wasn't playing, and I see the food has been cooked, and out comes the salt and pepper, and I'm like, what, what, "What's happening here?" What's, what's, I mean, what's, I would what's... argue, LZ, that if you are at a place like that, it is not a cookout. Cookout means we doing it, no, that's which true. means we that season the food. You know what I'm saying? The barbecue or a queue? Mm, we'll see. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Mm. We'll see if there's raisins in the potato salad. You know what I'm saying? Greg, but you eating raisins in your potato salad? Absolutely not. Where does that come from? Is that a, is that actually a thing? Like people put raisins in potato salad? Is this real? I've never seen it, but I think it's one of those things that black Twitter got a hold of and basically just never let go. Like somebody did it one time and it became this thing. I'm sure someone did it one time. I know someone probably did it one time because I went to one of those bougie Mexican restaurants one time. I think I was in San Francisco. Whoa. And they came out with some cranberries in the guac. Oh, yeah, what? No. That is not a real Mexican spot. Do not. In fact, I, in fact, I think I sent Briona's the picture. I think I sent him the picture. I was like, this is what we doing now? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> there were, dry, in the there were dried cranberries in the guac. 
see, this is why you don't go to bougie Mexican <laughs> restaurants that ain't really Mexican so, restaurants, so, bruh. So all I'm saying is there could have been some raisins in the potato salad one of them bougie soul food restaurants. Because <laughs> I bear witness to the bougie Mexican restaurant in San Fran that gave me some cranberries in my guac. Were you at like some kind of Mexican-Asian fusion bougie place? As soon as, you, what... as soon as I heard our take on, I should have left. Mm. I, I that's always why you leave that is always why you leave oh this our take on no 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 it's been perfected <laughs> we don't need your take on perfection we Facts. need the perfection mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as she simplicity. said our take on I should have left but I thought who can mess this up who will mess this up you had have one, one of those job. goofball names where they tried to <laughs> rename it too no 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 they didn't even warn you that's the thing she was like homemade guacamole and i was like oh that sounds delicious mm. and, th- and then i did ask her i said is it chunky or smooth she said chunky i was like oh bet yeah i definitely want that well but what i cookouts, didn't know is that the cranberries yeah. was the chunk she was talking about didn't that's disgusting that. right speaking of cookouts one of the things we love to do in my household during the summertime is you watch the olympics mm-hmm. okay track and field is a huge deal in black america as it is in a lot of different places and we got ourselves a little situation lz all right i know you're gonna have more to add to it but basically here's the deal Shakari Richardson, who's the, if you are a casual track fan and you don't necessarily pay attention to the ins and outs of the U.S. trials, well, she's the sister that everybody's paying attention to. When she runs, her hair looks like a fireball emoji, and she's cool. Okay? So, that's that. Now, she's been suspended by USADA, I believe, for a month for testing positive for cannabis. I got to tell you, LZ, I did not know that they even tested for this still regarding the Olympic stuff, but there's a whole backstory as to why it happened. Please explain to the people. Well, I mean, listen, I think at this point, most of the listeners know, to your point, that she has gotten entangled in this this conversation about having marijuana in her system. She's gone on. She's owned up to it. She explained why she was dealing. She was grieving the loss of her biological mother, and she was trying to manage everything that was going on in her life. Olympic athlete loses her mother. Um are there going to be an Olympics? Don't forget COVID and all the training that goes into it, not just for last year preparing for it, but then having it ripped from you and then having to start up over again. And while you do that, you lose your mother. Mm. And so she was trying to manage all this. And so she used marijuana, which, oh, by the way, uh, is not unique to her. <laughs> a lot of people, sometimes when they're stressed out, pour themselves a glass of wine. Some people may grab a beer after work. Some people decide to light up. They're all in the same category, all right? So she did that. It was against the rules. Now they've suspended arguably the biggest star of the Olympics, at least, at least stateside for us. The problem with this as well is that it highlights one of the things that is so difficult about the Olympics, which is that they just – it's – you want to have fun. You want to like what you're looking at. But there are so many things around the Olympic Games that are odious and problematic. And this is just one of them. Another one is the situation with swim caps. You know, they've banned certain swim caps from meets, which means that, for lack of a better term, black women ain't swimming. You know, this is an issue that has gone through the community of swimming for years because there is no safe protection for our hair. You know, it's not just... 
and the reason I want to get into this is because there's so many things that are frankly just culturally biased, you know, and the way that America looks at cannabis or marijuana is obviously based on something that doesn't make any sense. It's basically the idea is that, well, the black folks are doing it it's for the wrong reasons, you know, and the same thing goes for how our hair is weaponized. And I mean that in the context of like everybody thinks that it's just a matter of like style or fashion. It's like, no, this is a part of who we are. And if you can't protect us in that regard, well, then we're not going to do it. As far as how it goes, and I just, I don't know, man. I, I, there's a real pall over certain parts of the Olympics already, LZ. That's mm-hmm. a bummer because, like you said, we've been trying to get back to this. We've been trying to have the games for whatever value they have to us, and it just doesn't feel right now, and I'm not going to feel that great about watching them. You know what I'm saying? How am I supposed to watch the track and field events if I, have, if I don't think that the best people are out there? And I know full well that the reason they're gone is because of some nonsense, not because of anything real. We're not talking about Ben Johnson out here. You know what I'm saying? It don't right. make no daggone sense. I mean, the simple fact that she had marijuana in her system and she was breaking world records just lets you know just how bad she was. Or she's on some flower I need to find out about. Right. One I was going to say. One of the two. But, man, you, I mean, you brought up the, the, the swim cap situation. And you are one gabillion gazillion percent right in terms of the weaponizing our hair against us. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen a lot of people say, well, just cut your hair shorter, blah, 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 blah. So that's not it. It's not about the length. It's about the natural state of it. And the fact of the matter is, is that what you would prefer is for every sister or brother out there, but definitely every sister with a certain amount of hair to either have it relaxed or it to be a weave. What you would not want it to be is their natural hair. Because it's the natural hair that's actually, or braids, or more African style, those are the things that require more space because of the natural state of our hair. But what the rules are sort of saying is that we would much rather you spend hours chemically burning your scalp and changing your hair to be more European style so that you can wear this smaller cap because it makes us comfortable. It's 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 pretty brazenly anti-black, for lack of a better term. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't I can't think of any other rules. I mean, outside of these terrible stories you hear about girls having to cut braids out of their hair on softball fields or mm-hmm. that one young man who ended up having his braids cut off or excuse me, his dreads cut off at a at a wrestling meet. Man, like, go I, go back before that. Venus and Serena when they were babies. Yeah. And the beads in their hair, which is a huge part of our culture and our tradition. Them being targeted for their hair. Beat fallout, we're going to cancel you out in this entire blah, 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 blah. This tournament, you're going to get kicked out. You're going to lose this match if another beat fallout. Stuff like that. Now, now Venus has got to serve after she's been threatened with this. Right. Just don't make no sense. I mean, there's no, there's no way that those rules apply. Or rather, there's no way that those rules are created to affect, for lack of a better term, anything other than black women. You know? What do you think happens, LZ, with Shikari? How do you think this plays out? Because I guess what it's only a month ban or what have you so mm-hmm. she could possibly be back what what exa- you're closer to this than i am well i i will say at this point i'm waiting to see what happens from a back behind the scenes political conversation right mm. because this is not a good look especially in combination to the swim cap conversation for the ioc and if you're with the organization that turn a blind eye to the constant global enslavement of people to make sure that these venues are built. Do you also want to be the organization 
that then once the you enslave people to basically build these things, and we've all seen those reports, and I believe that um, Jeremy Schnapp did a very, very good report for Outside the Lines, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. But basically, sometimes they have migrant workers come in to build these facilities, and they let them stay in these really awful encampment grounds, and they don't leave, get to leave, because they take their passports and won't let them leave the country until the project's done. That's what. That's how so many of these venues are getting built. So when you have that aspect of it, and you add on top of it the controversy in regards to marijuana, and then obviously the swim cap, it just isn't a good look. So I want to see, you know, to see what happens behind the scenes with these conversations. You know what they say, you know, Clinton, the room where it happens. Let Condoleezza yeah. Rice or somebody make a phone call and say, okay, listen, y'all. Right. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't doing it like that. We ain't doing it like this. <laughs> Simple as that. I got a quick quote from Nike. They said earlier today, quote, we appreciate Shikari's honesty and accountability and will continue to support her through this time. I mean, this is one of those things, too, where so many different people have come out and said something that at some point you've got to take a look around you and read the room. You know what I mean? If all these athletes are coming out and just saying basically this is BS, it's almost like I don't know, the opportunity cost of enforcing that rule or whatever it may be, it just doesn't outweigh what you would get if you just let it let it be because we all know that this is unfair, you know, and maybe this is an opportunity we look at to reconsider what we're even testing for and why, you know, because we shouldn't have to have a woman, a black woman, put her personal trauma on, you know, basically in the streets in order for us to accept the fact that we probably shouldn't have been doing this anyway. You know what I'm saying, LZ? It shouldn't have had to come to all this. In terms of her trying to trying to tell everybody and explain to folks, well, my mother passed, so this, that, that. Like, I don't need to hear all that. I believe you. You know what I mean? And I don't need to know what the ins and outs are of your family trauma are in order for me to accept that maybe this isn't wrong to begin with. It upsets me a lot, in fact, LZ. You know what I mean? Because the Summer Olympics and the track is where we be shining. You know what I mean? Shakari is not just a fast runner. She's got style. She's got personality. She's yeah. the kind of person that U.S. track and field wants and needs to have at the forefront. Not somebody that you've put put on the shelf because they had a little weed in their system. That don't even make no sense. Makes no sense at all. And on top of that, you know, we need her for her intersectionality. You know, when she thanked her girlfriend for making the Olympic team, mm -hmm. that was a that was a real thing. You know, because not only do you have this sister with all this style and blah, 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 but she's out. So it means she's she's opening the tent and she's broadening the curiosity of, of spectators to a whole other level. And then what you're going to say is, oh, well, this non-performance enhancing drug was in your system. <laughs> this anti-performance. I don't know about you, Clint, but when I do a little sticky, running a race is not number one, two, three, four, five, or a thousand on my list of things to do. Bro, not remotely. <laughs> I mean, I knew guys in high school. Look, I played three sports in high school. And you ever, every once in a while, you come across a guy that like playing while he was messed up. You know what I'm saying? I could never do that. You know what I mean? That wasn't happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she's that good and she needs this to wind down and she needs this to relax, let her do it. The value of having her there, this is not unlike the Naomi Osaka situation. The value of having her there is outweighs the value of enforcing whatever rule you want. You know, justice, order, not the same thing. This is too much order for my personal taste, for something that is ultimately a game. In hypocritical terms of order, too. Competing. Very, you know? very hypocritical order. Hey, uh, Laura, when you do a little puffy, puffy, puff, do you want to run a race afterwards? If I would do a little puffy, puffy, puff, because I have done it, no, hell no, I just want to chill, relax. <laughs> like, who wants to run? Ain't nobody trying to run. You don't do that at run. Come on now, LZ. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make it make sense, y'all. No. It don't make sense. That's the problem. <laughs> Greg, you want to run in a heat? 
No, no, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> on that. I used, to, I used to play basketball after smoking, but not. Yeah, I'm not going on this like a competitive run. No thanks. <laughs> right? Did you smoke no before basketball because it didn't matter either way? Is that why you did it? No, no, because I, I felt like I was focused. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, look, the one the one sport I think we can all agree on that probably is closest to this, to this is, of course, skateboarding, which they added to the Olympics this year. So, hey, we'll see what happens there. Coming up, we're going to play overrated or underrated. It's SLK on ESPN LA. My name is Clinton Yates. LZ Granderson is, of course, here filling in on a Friday. See you on the other side. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you very much, Chris. And we are going to start off with birthdays like normal, LZ. And you have used your get out of jail free card for the week. You did that on purpose. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, so the birthdays today are going to be Margot Robbie mm-hmm. or rapper, singer, songwriter, Sweetie. I'm going to say that Robbie is underrated. Ooh. She is really, really versatile. And I don't think people fully appreciate that because she's so beautiful and ain't nothing wrong with being beautiful. So I'm told, but beyond the beauty is an amazing talent. And I cannot wait to see what more she does as she continues to age and produce and do more films. If I may ask, what is she? She's in suicide squad, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. She plays, um, Harley Quinn. What else is she in? She did. I Tanya. Okay. She did do I, Tanya. She also did um, Wolf of Wall Street. She was the wife okay. of Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Birds of Prey, she was the star of that. That's basically Suicide Squad stuff. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Sweetie is underrated only because, like, I don't actually know what – like, I, I, I see her on the internet. I see her in a lot of places. I see her performing, but I don't know what her actual claim to fame is in terms of what her, like, talent by trade is, but – if she's still growing, and I still see her getting it done in these celebrity streets, as far as I'm concerned, she's putting together a career that makes sense. Famous for being famous. Ain't nothing wrong with that, LZ. All right? <laughs> I don't have to know what you do just to know who you are. You know what I mean? And Facts. if she's still on her grind, I mean, that's what's up. You know, so shout to Sweetie. All I saw, all I know is I saw Jack Harlow trying to holler at her on a red carpet. True. And she was like, yeah, I right. know who you are, Playboy. And then he tried to deny it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She put him on blast. That was really funny, so mm-hmm. good for her. Greg, what's next? All right, Clinton. So the Dallas Cowboys will be on hard knocks this season. This is the third time that the Dallas Cowboys are on hard knocks. Was this choice by HBO overrated or underrated? This is wildly underrated, okay? Let me explain something to you. The Dallas Cowboys, by design, are the franchise with the most intrigue at all times. When we talk on, uh, what's it called, Around the Horn, about the Cowboys, like, they come up all the time just because people are interested in the Cowboys. Like, if you could legitimately have it every, like, they could fun- they could finance and fund and, like, fill content is what I was looking for, for their own show for this every single year. 
You know, like the Cowboys are popular as heck. They're popular as heck out here. They're popular around the country, even if they're not any good. This is going to be fantastic in this year. I'm actually looking forward to this, and I'm not a person that likes to spend my time watching NFL training camps. Um, I guess it's, it's, it's you know, underrated for the things that Clinton talked about. And the reason why you hear hesitation, the reason why I'm saying I guess, is because I really don't know the last time I watched a full season of Hard Knocks. Mm. Like, the premise of the show was great, just like the real world was great. And then one day, I didn't care. And that's kind of how I feel about Hard Knocks. The thing is, too, there's a lot of Cowboys fans out in this part of the country, too. Right, Greg? Oh, I mean, yeah. like, you know, there's, there's yeah. more Cowboys fans here than there are anywhere other than Dallas and probably D.C. for that matter. But just as a matter of, as a matter of course, you know, this is, this is going to be popular because of the markets that it, 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 uh, it draws in. Yeah, they're out in Oxnard. What is it? Every other year, LZ, where they're yeah. out in Eating Oxnard doing training camp. Fans. Have you ever been there? What's it like? Oxnard. Yeah. Oxnard's. I mean, it's it's kind of hot, but they have the Strawberry Festival. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you go to Silver Strand, there's really nice beaches around there. You can go Silver Strand. Sailing that sounds and stuff. like something LZ buys at the store. What's it oh, called? He does. You know, that's Silver. Right, right before the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, LZ. New Lions head coach Dan Campbell is Good not God. just about biting kneecaps, apparently. He dropped this gem today. Look, I'm not carrying your toilet paper around. I'm not going to wipe your butt. You're going to wipe your butt. You handle it, and I'll treat you like men until you prove otherwise. Is this quote overrated or underrated? Just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me have to answer this question. More, <laughs> you, you used it. You used it. And, and more... And more importantly, don't make me have to endure the rest of his tenure as a coach of my hometown team. <laughs> what Can we is it please? with these guys, man? Why do they feel that they have to reestablish the concept of manhood or whatever toxic nonsense that is on their mind every single time somebody steps into a new job? Like, I don't get that. Like, in 2021, this is so played out. You it's know so what I mean? Tired. Like, right? What? It's so tired. Yeah. Like, I don't get it, man. Like, what if you, and it's just, it's embarrassing for the Lions, too, because, like, okay, the eating kneecaps thing was one thing. That was a little weird. We're like, all right, bro, you kind of went over the line. You kind of max efforted out of that. When, but, like, surely somebody talked to him and was like, why don't we cut the macho crap out and just coach football? But it's, but After it's all, not, you're the Detroit football Lions. Nobody cares anyway. That, but it's not even just about the macho crap. It's like, why don't you workshop your analogies first? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, can we get to the analogies right first so that no one comes away thinking, what the hell was that? Because there is an audience for masculinity, whether it's, you know, the toxic variety that we're talking about or just old-fashioned variety or, or maybe some people feel they're one and the same. But there is an audience for that kind of rah-rah, yeah, this is what it means to be a man kind of rhetoric. That audience exists. But you lose that audience with your messed up, twisted-ass analogies that no one can follow. I, I mean, who's carrying around people's toilet paper? No one. What does that even mean? What is right. no, one, no one's eating kneecaps and no one's walking around the football field with toilet paper in their hand waiting for someone to take a crap. What's wrong with you? I mean, I think his players at this point got to be looking at that. Like, they're going, they're going over everything at this point. Matt, you, you know what? what? Matthew Stafford was going to stay. He was going to stay until that man got hired. Oh, I'm, I'm damn sure of it, man. He was probably Hungry. like going, he was like, no, you know what? It's cold. We ain't going to win. But I'm, damn, I'm not going to do this. Right. We got time for one more, Greg? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can do another one. All right, Clinton, no Dodgers were selected as starters to the MLB All-Star Game. Widely known as the best collection of talent in NBA right now and coming off of a World Series, 
They're only a half game out of first place and a full game out of having the best record in all of baseball. Is this a big deal or, or not, is this overrated or underrated? This is overrated. I mean, I, I've my, my stance on all-star games as I, as I become an older, wiser human being, LZ, is that like, first of all, I'm not like judging the quality of a team based on the number of all-stars they have, the way the voting system set up, the way the various ways that people get to the, it's just not that big of a deal to me anymore. And another thing is this, like Vladdy Jr. from the Toronto Blue Jays is not going to be in the home run derby. And my take is that basically like for all of these things, if you get one good effort out of somebody in their career, that's fine by me. You know what I mean? If you want to get named to the team and skip it after doing it just one time, I totally have no problems with that because it's all ultimately an opportunity for the people who don't necessarily know that much because baseball, baseball is so regionalized about the rest of the leagues, the rest of the league, like that's okay. You know what I mean? So if we find some new stars and some new faces or what ends up getting highlighted, this is going to be a huge moment for Shohei Otani nationally sidebar. Like I'm all right with that. I don't need the same faces being there just because we think that they're good and we've known who they were forever. Yeah, I'm 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 with him. I mean, it's like, you know, you had a stretch where no one could hit the baseball for like a month. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's okay that someone may be having a better season than you at this particular point of the season. It's okay. What all that matters is the confetti falls on our hands at the end of this. That's what we play for. And I, I get, I get, you know, the disappointment that you have in your voice, Greg, because I, I heard the inflection. But you know, there were stretches in which we couldn't get anybody out. So you know, Greg, are you upset about it? No, I was just, it, it just was a reason to talk about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I, mean, I know I'm you're a Dodger not, boy. I, I, know, I didn't I, know if I, you'd be up here. Oh, they're no, disrespecting I, us. They're not showing us what we do. They're, no, I'm, you know, they're, I'm they're, not. They don't know who we are. There was sadness in his voice, Clinton. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> I mean, was there a little bit of me that was saying like, okay, Jesse Winker is starting in the All-Star game and Mookie Betts is not? I, I get it, I guess. But, you know, there's a little bit of it, but I don't really care. This is right. the All-Star game. It means nothing. All right, speaking of Dodgers baseball, coming up, we're going to have to talk about Trevor Bauer. It's just too much of a topic to ignore, and it also obviously affects what this team is doing. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That's okay on ESPN LA. Clinton Yates in. LZ Granderson. Let's get right to it, LZ. Headline, Los Angeles mm-hmm. Dodgers Trevor Bauer placed on seven-day administrative leave amid sexual assault allegations. <clears throat> That's the headline. The Main version, though, is that basically this prevents him from being able to make his Sunday start on the district in the district on the 4th of July. Now, previously, manager Dave Roberts had said that this was out of his control. And look, we could get into the interior chalk talk about that decision from a team or another standpoint. But here's my question to you, LZ. Mm -hmm. And this is something that came up when they first signed him. And I said this to Greg and I said this on this air, which was, I don't know that no matter what the reason may be, if Trevor Bauer is going to be worth what it is as a pitcher that you bring to your clubhouse from a chemistry standpoint to a championship team, 
He's been a guy who, for years in the major leagues, has been prickly at best, but also somebody who is just willing to make it about himself in ways that he finds reasonable. Now, this situation is a little different, but obviously, but my point is, is that I'm not sure that I ever really thought Bauer was not necessarily going to be a good fit, but was simply going to be worth all of the stuff you were going to have to deal with because the guy is a walking headline. LZ, do you think at this point there might be Dodger fans that regret signing him? I still think we're on a wait-and-see basis. Mm-hmm. We just had a conversation about how we really don't care about the All-Star game, which in some ways lets you know that we're focusing on one thing, right? the chip. So if you're telling me that the season is going to be derailed by the rhetoric, actions, headlines that surround Trevor Bauer, and we're not going to win a championship, then there we, then I'm willing to engage in a conversation. But to ask if he's worth the headache at the midway point, and we're not even quite sure what the allegations, how what the investigation is going to reveal in terms of the police investigation in Pasadena, we don't know. We also don't know how he's going to perform. Like, it's everything before I get to the point in which I say he's not worth it. Because he's he's pitched well enough. We knew what his, how he was going to pitch. And for the most part, he's been pretty much what we thought he was going to be. So the only yeah. question is now, is the way he's going to be as a pitcher getting us back on top of that mountaintop? I don't think... I think it's reasonable to say at this point that he might not have been worth it. I mean, the reason I say that is this. You're talking about a team where you're coming off of having won a ring. You know, it's not like this is not a situation where you're trying to get over, as you said, get over the hump for any reason other than it would have been a nice piece to have. And, you know, sort of his personality aside, I just kind of felt like, yo, I thought this team had its own identity. Whatever team Trevor Bauer goes to automatically becomes the team Trevor Bauer's on, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not one of these dudes that's just going to sort of fall in line. It's very much always going to be about him, which is not something that I – that's not the kind of way that I look at the Dodgers as. I'm, I'm not saying that it's Trevor Bauer's team. Don't get me wrong. On a squad that's managed by Dave Roberts, that Mookie Betts is on, that so many other players who have been around the system forever are – I don't I don't think of that way, but I do think that for sort of I don't say outsiders, but for people who don't otherwise know, you're thinking like Trevor Bauer? Did you did you really need Trevor Bauer? You know what I mean? Like this guy, obviously he's from the area, so a lot of people have known him for a while, went to UCLA, but I, I just thought it was an odd move at the time, considering how good this team already was. Greg, what do you think? You know, when it comes to this team, I don't I don't really agree with you where it comes to that what this whatever team Bauer goes on, it becomes their his identity. I, I don't think if there was any team that was going to allow him to not be that it was this yeah. Dodgers team. There For are sure. so many players on this team that his identity does just gets mixed into with all of it. And is actually kind of overlooked for the most part. Now, do I think that it's something where he was not worth it? Um, you didn't know that any of this stuff was going to come out. You didn't know that any of this was going to happen, whether it's happened in the past or not, there was never any kind of notice that this was that he never had any other issues in the past that we know of. So, I thought it was completely worth it to bring it in. He, he was a guy that could easily bring you to another World Series, and it really bolstered your starting lineup. Um, if for something something does come down, then he needs to be gone, and I'm, and I'm fine with that. Mm. But I don't think it was wrong to bring him in at, in the first place, no. But the allegations are disturbing. Extremely. They're extremely disturbing. And, you know, the important part is just to allow the 
legal process to go through. Um, you know, a story was posted in USA Today um, a few hours ago in which, you know, listen, someone representing law enforcement said this investigation is bigger than we thought. So we have a few more places. We have to look in a few more places. We want to try to uncover as much as we can. So they're still in the midst of their investigation, which means we still don't have answers to really comment on. The allegations are disturbing. And as I said yesterday, my preference would have been for the Dodgers to take the initiative and just say you're not starting on Sunday as opposed to passing the buck. Even though I know that's what the, the rules say you're supposed to do, I would have just made some ish up and got his ass out of there as soon as possible just to avoid any of this, right? But until we know definitively from law enforcement, I just think we need to tread lightly on the notion that he's worth it or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess the reason, only reason I say that too is because, like, again, it, it's not that it doesn't matter why. It's just that sometimes when it comes to a team like the Dodgers, a team with, like you said, Greg, I, I think I might have overstated what I'm saying. I don't think that the Dodgers take up Trevor Bauer's identity. I just think that there are a lot of teams that when he's there, you've got to sort of, like, account for him, and then there's everybody else, which is something that can be done for the Dodgers. But that position that Dave Roberts was in, I mean, yes, I'm with you, LZ. I would have preferred that, but it just it – just, it felt sort of unbecoming of a franchise of this caliber in a certain way to have to be kind of dealing with this sort of stuff. And that's that maybe that's me being overly kind of romantic about who the Los Angeles Dodgers are overall. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it just kind of felt like, oh, this is weird. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to hear Dave have to talk like that, as in Roberts. And I don't know. I guess overall it's just one of those things where, you know, hopefully – whatever we choose to sort of whatever chooses to sort of come out of this is something that the Dodgers can take and sort of build from regardless of what Trevor Bauer's sort of personal life situation is. But right now it doesn't look good and he's missing starts. So that's, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't love it overall for the franchise. No, I don't think anyone loves it. No one loves this situation. It's icky everywhere you turn, you know, you have someone who may have been victimized. You have someone who may you know, be victimized in a different way. And then you have a franchise here that thought they were getting, you know, a great arm and something to keep them on top. And so far they've gotten a lot of headlines and a lot of unwanted attention. So no matter where you're coming from with this, you know, it's not good for you. But, you know, I just think the important thing at this point, at this juncture, is to be patient and let this legal process and this investigation go through and then we prepare to comment on the facts as they come in from law enforcement. Greg, switching gears a little bit, where do you feel about the Dodgers at this point at the midway point going into the All-Star break? I, I feel great about the Dodgers right now at the midway point. I mean, they haven't had a healthy, complete team all season long. Corey Seager's still not back. And they are legitimately one game out of the best record in all of baseball. All of it. So, I mean, they're, they're half game back of the first place in, in, in the NL West. And they're a full game back of the best record. I, I'm feeling pretty good about where they are. And Corey Seager's been playing. I'll be there, by the way. All Star game, Denver. Ooh, how do you feel, LZ? Are you are you happy with where they're at right now? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, what's, no. what's what, Where's the problem? I mean, listen. Am I happy that they have managed to, you know, navigate everything that's been thrown their way in terms of injuries and stuff? Yeah, of course. I'm happy about that part of it. But I'm never happy if my favorite baseball team is not number one in the land. I'm just, you know, I mean, come on. They're doing pretty well, considering. I didn't say they weren't. I just said I'm never happy that they're not the number one team. 
the crazy thing about all of it too is that you know for the whole time the bullpen is the biggest problem that they have the bullpen has been just a disaster and the bullpen has actually been their biggest strength so far this year and i think in the month of um was it april uh, Ju- uh june they were the best team in baseball with the with their uh, bullpen i'm very excited about denver lz why are you so excited about denver well, for one, we didn't have an all-star game last year. People forget that. You know what I'm saying? And you talk to, ask me about how my July or whatever, my 4th of July this year versus my 4th of July last year. Like, there was no all-star. It was supposed to be here. It's not. And then everything around the all-star game was all weird because Georgia decided they wanted to be Georgia. And now it's in Denver, which, you know, we like. Yeah. I get to go see my friend Woody Page, so that's cool. But I'm just pumped to be back amidst that environment, like a showcase event for the sport I love the most. I'm jacked up, man. You're not, you're not excited for the home run derby? Show your time? No. No, no, that never got me going. The home run derby. I I respect it. I understand it's not easy to do. It's just I don't want to sit there and watch that. Wow. Greg, I'm a home run derby guy. You know what? It's one of those things, too, where, like, if you get a good one, it's really, really fun. I was at the one two years ago when um, Pete Alonso and um, Vladdy Jr., as I was just mentioning, were going back and forth. People forget that Vlad didn't even win that that, uh, home run derby. But, like, you know why people forget? Because it's. (laughs) <laughs> it's the home run derby. <laughs> no, I'm saying like he had one of the more electric performances in the history of the home run derby, but he didn't even win because the way that it's set up. I think it could be fun, man. I think you're not Greg. Do you not think Otani winning the home run derby would be good for baseball? Oh, I think it'd be great for baseball. I do like the way that they set it up, though. Now, I mean, yes, Vlad had that great, um, had the great outburst, but the way that they have it set up, where it's only five minutes, and then you get those extra. Yeah, I guess I love it. I think the way that they did it is much more watchable than what it used to be. All right. On the other side, the Dodgers are in D.C., but the baseball isn't the only thing they did. It's the Donald LZ and Cap. I'm Clinton Yates, though, filling in on a Friday on ESPN LA.